welcome to Rat Salad Review. I'm Wayne. Greg is to my left, or maybe to your right, I don't know. And Troy's on the bottom as usual. That's port if you're on a boat. Just so port. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's on the port. Okay, good. <laughs> welcome. So, how is everybody doing? Good. Usual? usual? Yeah. We got a lot of stuff going on tonight on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Greg's got his interview with uh, Dan Mongrain from Voivod. I will put that on at the end of the show. So if anybody... I know people have been wanting to uh, see this interview with Greg. Yes. I've gotten at least four or five different PMs on a phone call, so it will be up. <laughs> I'm glad everybody wants to see it. It was just I didn't have an answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be on at the end of the show, so you have to suffer through all this stuff first. But, uh, yeah, that'll be on the end. And also, um, adding a new segment to the show, um, Scott Waters from the band um, Ultimatum. <coughs> he will be on the show trying, I guess, maybe weekly, uh, talking about new releases. So that'll be kind of cool because you know, I kind of want to add some kind of thing about doing new releases or whatever to the show. So he'll take, hand, take care of that part. He does it anyway on his own. So I figured, hey, let me see if he'll add it to our show. So he said yes, and we will be doing that now. Cool. Yep. All right. So let me see what's going on. News. Uh, yeah. Diamond Head releasing a new music video for the song Belly of the Beast. And now it's not cool. Bad. It's not the Anthrax uh, song. I but, uh, didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's coming from their uh, upcoming album, The Coffin Train, which will be released May 24th. Huh. That'd cool. be cool. I liked, uh, I liked the last one. So. Yeah, I haven't gotten it. I haven't gotten any of the new releases. I'm kind of like really behind on them. Uh, their first two are still their best two. Oh yeah. I mean, you you can't replicate that. But uh, the the newer ones are pretty good. Um, I didn't like the ones from the early two thousands, but they found their way yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. I just wish um, I can't remember his name of time I had the original singer. Uh, Sh Sean Harris. Yes, yes, Sean Harris. I wish he didn't leave, but I can see he's probably you know old now, and his voice really isn't gonna hold up to how it used to so yeah would have still been nice to have him hang around though <laughs> yeah. uh venom is doing a 40th anniversary deluxe vinyl box set of in i can never pronounce this in uh namin saint satanus is that am i saying that right uh in nomine de satanus yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no day in there just in nomine oh okay whatever <laughs> But yeah, it's gonna be uh, one, two, three, four, five. I think six, uh, six vinyls. I mean, you know, the first six, first five albums, and then uh, extra vinyl of like demos and stuff. And huh, a book cool. and a poster and all this other stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Looks expensive though. It's like two hundred bucks. But it's a nice. Well, box, I mean, box you set. get six vinyls. That's not really too outrageous for a box set. No, not at all. But still, a lot of money. And it's autographed, too. So. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. What else we yeah, got? but who, who, I don't even know who's in the band now. Oh, <laughs> I have no clue. 
Do you know Troy? No clue. I don't think anybody does. No, because there's Venom Inc. as well, and I can't remember who's and what's anymore. No, no idea. Okay, so <laughs> it's just, it's just Kronos and Venom, and then. Well, he's not by himself. He's got two other guys with him. I'm mean from the original band. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you count his the forehead, guy. then that's another. <laughs> The guy took 20 years to learn how to play a bass. I wouldn't expect him to be playing the guitar and the drums. Too. <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, Troy's favorite, Udo. He's uh, using a walking cane while performing. We go to bus. Yeah. yeah he went to bus, right? Came back with a cane. You know, you know what happened? He, someone he a slipped fan, down the stairs. Maybe. No, but a fan he went up to him and said, Hey, Udo, can you please sign? My two, my two first accept records from you, please. No, no, we go to bus. And then that's when the guy took it and smacked it over his head, knocked him on the floor. Wow. That's probably what happened. That's who, definitely who what happened. Who would have done that? No, no, I'm kidding. Guys, <laughs> how old is this guy? He's like 77. Um, he's like 100 years old. I, I believe it was K.K. Downing that did it. K.K. Downing? Yeah, you know, K.K. Come, Jesus, Wayne, come on. <laughs> Ooh, Udo is 66 years old. Yeah, and he's still up there rocking. I go to bus. He's with a cane, though. <laughs> he goes to the cane. He'll chase you with the cane. We go to bus. What? <laughs> Just pushes your records I, out of his way <laughs> with the tip of the cane. <laughs> <laughs> we go to bus. I have to get a new shirt now. With with Udo walking with a cane, <laughs> that would that would be the part two. We go to bus. Uh, poor Udo. Poor Udo is right. They uh, said that he suffered a heart attack, but he he said it wasn't a heart attack. He was doing too much at the time, and uh, uh, what the hell did I say? I read something. He had a breakdown, a body breakdown, and it wasn't a heart attack. He says. Body breakdown. Okay. Yeah, that was around 1990. Hmm. So I wonder, I wonder if that's anything. Who knows? Well, in uh, in 1990, I think that was when Except was touring without him, wasn't it? Uh, no, I thought he. I, no, that was like 80, 88 or something, wasn't it? Maybe, or I thought that was maybe earlier than that. I thought that was like 89, 90. Well, I could be wrong. I'm well, didn't he do about. his? Didn't he do his farewell tour already? He did. I think. I think so. Because Animal House was 87. 2018. A special tour. It, was, it would be his farewell to accept. He would no longer uh, perform accept right. songs. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, How about that new Hellboy trailer? I didn't see oh, it. You didn't see it? Oh, man, it looks great. Yeah, I thought it looked really good, actually. Uh, I'll be honest really with good. you. Not... Uh, Oh, it was why not really crazy about Hellboy to begin with? Right? But um, what the hell happened there? Trailer got me excited. Should be oh, a good no. movie. No, I've been uh, I've been hearing too much about the uh, Michael Jackson documentary the last few days, so I haven't seen any of the movies. Have you guys heard about that thing? No. Oh my god! You guys gotta watch it. No. You gotta watch it, and we should really talk about it because. Uh, 
don't know. There's a lot of screwed up stuff on there. I hear. Huh. That he's done to. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about you know all the things he's done all the years with all the kids and stuff like that. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, apparently these these two guys that were you know involved with it, uh, you know, they were telling all the things that went on behind the scenes and things like that at Neverland Ranch. Uh, a lot of it's a lot of it's pretty messed up. Are we talking okay. like pedophile stuff? Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah, like not really good. really disgusting stuff. It's kind yeah. of strange how they come out with it now that he's gone and everything, and he can't. He can't come back and say, you know, if this is true or not, which you don't know if you can believe him or not. But Oh, then he would go to jail. <laughs> he would go to jail then, no? Yeah, you would think I so. Think, but I think well, I mean, that, that's that's a big part of why I never believe in original <laughs> cases, though. I mean, both of them just screamed a fraud. Yeah. I, I was pretty convinced he never did it, but I guess I'll uh, have to see the movie. Yeah. What's well, a documentary? It's a two-part documentary. It's like four hours long. So I'm just, oh God! Yeah, yeah, it's on HBO. I don't know about all that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch the whole thing, though. My mother said she tried watching it and she couldn't get halfway through it because she was just like kind of disgusted at the things that were, you know, being said. Huh. And from uh, people at work were talking about it too, and just listening to some of the things, it's just yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's it's on HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the uh, Jackson Estate wants to. I guess sue HBO for airing it or something. I, I don't know. Strange too, yeah, be, because um, I think Harpo, the uh, uh, Oprah's Oprah's company, I think did the uh, production on it or something or whatever he did with it. And uh, I thought Oprah was pretty good friends with Michael Jackson. So it makes you think, you know. Hmm. I will be watching it at some point. Hopefully this week. <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah. And that's called Leaving Never Neverland, right? Leaving Neverland, yeah. 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 Uh, I did see the one about R. Kelly. Yeah, oh yeah. You see, he just got arrested today. Yeah, good, he deserves it. Yeah. He was he did an interview on NBC, I think, today, this morning. And he was like yelling and he had a fit and everything. He like left left the interview or something. I, I don't know. I was I was watching the news but I wasn't paying attention to it i just saw him get up and he was screaming at the interviewer and everything and oh. nuts. yeah it's kind of weird that doesn't make you look guilty at all no <laughs> i I had, I had read somewhere he didn't have enough money to bail himself out so a fan had to bail him out yeah that's what he said that's a lot of money for a fan to give you damn i know a hundred grand yeah I wish I had fans like that. If any of you fans have any kind of money like that, please support us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll get Greg a new computer, a microphone. We'll make the show real good. All for only about $300. <laughs> yeah, that's done. We can get it done. Yeah. Uh, that's less than a third of what R. Kelly wanted, and he's a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. And. <laughs> I don't think you're not a pedophile, are you? I'm not. Fuck no. Troy's not, I don't think, right? Not what? <laughs> pedophile. I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> See, there's no pedophiles on no. this show. Please. Everything's good, so send the money. Um, the Prodigy, not really a metal band, but back in the day, they were kind of cool. Uh, Keith Flint died, 
Well, not died. He committed suicide. He committed suicide. Yeah. Forty nine years old. Hmm. Him and yeah, uh, I saw that. That was a shame. Yeah. Him and and uh, King Kong Bundy died the other day. I think they actually died the same day. King Kong Bundy. They did. Keith they Flint. They did. Did uh, you see the original post WWE did about King Kong Bundy dying? No. It had a picture of George the Animal Steel instead what? of King Kong Bundy. Yeah, somebody screwed up. Big <coughs> oh, my God. How do you mess that up? I mean, other than being bald and big, they don't look the same. No. George Animal Steel was, like, really hairy, too. It's like. Not Real even hair, and he's even sticking out his fucking green tongue in the picture. It's like, oh, ah. God. that's right. I turned Raw on the other night, and no, not Raw, SmackDown. And uh, in the beginning, they showed like you know a tribute to uh, King Kong Bundy, and his face was on there for a second, but then the parental advisory thing comes right on, right on top of his head. So you don't, you can't even <laughs> see what it was. <laughs> wow. Yep. What else do I got here? Oh, and uh, yeah, it is crazy. Last uh, thing worth even mentioning is uh, David Wayne's former band, Reverend, returns with new lineup. Uh, really? Yeah. The band that once featured late frontman David Wayne has been reactivated with a brand new lineup featuring Bill Rines on guitar, Bobby, Bobby Leatherlungs Lucas from Morbid Sin, Seven Witches, Overlord Attacker on vocals, uh, Joe Moore from uh, Blood Feast on drums and Alan Johnson nice. from Exciter on bass. Really? Yeah. So huh. back in action. I, uh, I always liked Reverend, especially their first album, World Won't Miss You. Uh, well, I mean, anything with David Wayne on it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I really, you know what? I got into Metal Church only like a few years ago. I really never knew how he died. They got into an auto accident in 2005. Hmm. Yeah. From that. Didn't know. I had no idea. I never gave it even a thought to look it up. Huh. Yeah, I knew he had gotten into a car accident, but I don't remember specifically what it was he died from from that. Hmm. But, yeah. Me neither. That'll be another show. Anyway, you want to get to uh, tonight's topic? Sure. Which is? Gate Creeper. Uh, specifically, their first album, Sonoran Deprivation, and then also this split with the mighty Iron Reagan here as well. Um, <clears throat> and also, I don't know if I sent this... Um, I don't think you did. To you guys or not, but Sweltering Madness... Got the cover. A little seven inch of theirs, huh? I saw the cover. Yeah. Oh, I uh, I love this one, man. Nice H.P. Lovecraft looking cover. It's swamp green and silver. <laughs> wow. To match the sounds. Yeah. Cool. Uh, everybody should go to their band camp. It's only seven bucks. Gate Creeper. I've called them many names since you announced this band. Yeah, Keeper, Creeper, Creeper, Gate Creeper. I know both of you said Crypt Keeper multiple Crip times. Keeper. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I said Gatekeeper. <laughs> Gatekeeper. Crypt Crip Keeper. Uh, great Sleeper. Yeah. 
Uh, oh boy. But uh, yeah, they're um, they're death metal from Arizona. Um, they play the hot desert in, of Arizona. Yep, and uh, the name of their first album is Sonoran Deprivation, which uh, references the Sonora Desert in Arizona. And really, sleep, sleep I mean, deprivation. That what did you say? Sonoran deprivation, <laughs> like the desert. You know? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. That's Pay attention, Wayne. I'm sorry. Smack ass. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> they'll, they'll be on the show next week. Yeah. Go ahead. Ah, I'd like no. to get them on. Uh, but uh, hey, uh, yeah, well. it's uh pretty unique though. I don't. Uh, there's not many metal bands from Arizona, and certainly not many death metal bands. So I think it's cool they're embracing their state and bringing it in uh, into the music as well. Mm. But um, you know the the lyrics and just the sound of it really. Um, whoa, whoa! Kind of, you said lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> what lyrics? Like lyrics. Uh, they're there. <laughs> actually, actually, for guttural vocals, he's one of uh, Chase is one of the easier ones to understand. Really? See, I'm not very familiar with death metal. Yet you like black metal. And it's different. It. It's different. Yeah, I know it's worse, but uh, that's a topic. <laughs> I don't know this. This this sounds to me more like doom with black with like well, death metal what, vocals. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You know, they're real. Um, their their biggest influence is really that Swedish death metal scene from the early '90s, like you know, Entombed, <laughs> Dismember, and then from America also Obituary, and then there's Grave, who's also Swedish. Hear a little bit of death in there as well. Um, but they really, they've got their own take on it. That's what I liked about them so much. What mm. really uh, struck me is they sound just uh, so fresh. Even the even the uh, the cover uh, to that single and then the sound, it's really like uh, the old God's return, man. It's very yeah. HP Lovecrafty. <laughs> <laughs> But um, they they quickly easily became my favorites newer death metal band. There's no question about it. Really? Huh. Yeah. Where'd you come across them? Um, I was actually I was looking at um Iron Reagan stuff, and okay. somebody had posted uh a live clip of Gate Creeper playing, and it said something about you know check out the band that's on the split with them. So I watched the whole set and it was just awesome, man. And then I ordered that and downloaded the, uh, the MP3 files immediately mm. and stuff. What does that split have to do with them? Like they, those two bands like completely different, which is good because then you got one band that's death metal and the other band that's like very uh, thrashy. Well, I mean, uh, they're both on relapse. You know, they both have kind of that uh, dirty sound that was established a while ago, but they got their own take on it. So they're similar in that way. But then also you get a nice crossover thrash yeah. and then you get death metal on the old school death metal on the other side. And I just think it goes together well. You know, I mean, um, relapse seems to pick their bands for their splits. Yeah. Well. yeah it's a cool little split i like how it's like you know two completely different bands instead of like the same music which is good let's each each uh side of it stand out more yeah yeah i think so 
I tend to prefer the Iron Reagan side. No. Um, I like it a lot. It's maybe my favorite thing they've done so far. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely, I've definitely, you, this turned me on to them now. I'm definitely yeah. a fan of Iron Reagan. They were originally a side project of some guys from Municipal Waste. Oh yeah, I got that um, thing up here, yes. I forget what other bands now. Cannabis Corpse. Uh, let's see here. I'll, uh, consisting of uh, Municipal Waste vocalist Tony Foresta, Cannabis Corpse, and Municipal Waste bassist Phil Phil Hall, former ANS, I don't know what that is, uh, guitarist Mark Bronzino, and former Darkest Hour drummer Ryan Parrish. Oh, and Hellbear bassist Rob Scotus. Hmm. And they uh, they came together in 2012. And they, re they released three full-length albums. Yep. So I will definitely pick up those albums because uh, actually, Troy, I know you didn't listen to the Iron Reagan, but uh, definitely listen to it because you will like it. It's it's up your alley. Yeah, I'm I, actually kind of surprised Troy hasn't heard them because Troy loves crossover. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a Troy thing. What are you doing that for? What's that? <laughs> I, like, <coughs> I can only see Wayne unless Troy's talking Troy. because the phone switches back and forth. See this right here? That piece of meat right there? That's a little girl. <laughs> oh, another piece of meat? Yeah. She's just leaning right. against me. That's partially why I smiled. Anybody listening to the podcast, he has his dog Naya next to him. It's not a, a real yeah. little girl. No, it's a little girl. Great day. There she is. <laughs> they still, even with the light on, they still can't see it on the podcast. I know. <laughs> so, you know, it's very, very sad, real quick. Uh, Mr. Nasty Face, he's. he's uh, I was going to say, he's, he's dying. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Did, he's, you, did you take him? I don't know. You could see him right there. Yeah. He's laying there. He's on the bottom. He's not supposed to be there. I didn't take him. He's, he's, he's out. Beyond that. that sucks. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I just wanted to tell you about Mr. Nasty Face. That's okay. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to do a tribute show to him. All his <laughs> favorite songs. Yeah. <laughs> what's his What's his favorite band? Um, what's his favorite band? Death. Death <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> one, of yeah. my, one of my favorites too, but. But anyway, so I'm sorry it's going on the tangent. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to uh, Iron Reagan, so I can only comment on, on Gate, Creeper. Creeper. Cool. But uh, yeah, getting back to Gate Creeper, you know, what I liked a lot about this, and even though you can't understand the vocals, Wayne, you know, they got some really uh, catchy rhythm lines and riffs and the solos gonna, are real good. I was going to say, the music is awesome. I really like the music a lot. I, the, the production was really good on this. And um, it's a lot more... It's, it's different from what I expected death metal to sound like. But, you know, it, it's 2019. So, of course, they're going to sound a lot better than they used to. Since the last I heard of, you know, death metal kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I really... As far as the music went, I, I really loved the music. Vocals, I wasn't crazy about if the vocals were more close to like um, 
like uh like how deceased like king king things like that uh -huh. I, that would fit perfect with the uh, with the uh, gate gate creeper it's not hard to say it's it's not but i just want to say crypt keeper <laughs> so uh what do you think troy um again like the voc the vocals they don't do much for me and I, and i'll be honest with those types of vocals, I would rather listen to a band like Suffocation mm. because that that is just like brutal, you know. I mean, this is good. I mean, it's it's not bad. I mean, obviously there's a market for it; otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. And yeah. uh, besides that, you know, I think it it definitely it definitely appeals to people like I like that lean more towards doom. Uh, it's just slower and. Uh, yeah, you know, the production was okay. Seemed okay. Seemed pretty decent. It was all right. It was okay. It, I mean, for me, uh, you know, like because that's not normally my cup of tea, right? You know, um, so I would say, you know, I'd say people that like death metal, and generally speaking, would 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 be interested in and in, you know and checking them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, the bands I named earlier, you know, anybody that likes Entombed, Dismember, yeah, of course. Obituary, especially yeah, like the yeah. early stuff. I was surprised there was no blast beats. I was really expecting, like, constant blast beats. I, I know. <laughs> no. And no I wasn't, and I was very surprised, and, and I mean, that's why I liked it a little bit more, because I, you know, I like blast beats sometimes, but some bands can, like, overdo it, you know? Yeah. It's too much, yeah. Yeah. And they didn't. They didn't really do. I didn't. Don't think there was any in this in any of those songs that you sent us. No, I think no. they have a really cool name though. That that's for sure. I, I like their name. Yeah, it's a yep. cool name. It's a, it's a cool name. It's actually a, a pretty cool story. Uh, Chase Mason, the uh, vocalist, um, he formed the idea for the band and all after he uh, got uh, sober. He used to be a heroin addict. So I thought that was cool because I identify with that, you know. But um, you know, he got the idea to form the band and build it out of that. Their their first EP, which I also uh, picked up, um, the lyrics are real dark and deal with that. And that's a good EP. But uh, they've grown since then. And um, anyway, <laughs> that's. Uh, that's how he came about the idea and he formed the band out of that and he's just he's been driven to it and it's really cool it's really good and do you have their website or anything so people can uh, uh gate gatecreeper.com and they are also on bandcamp and facebook facebook too yes wow. and uh i can't remember the name of Every band is on Bandcamp, which is cool. What? Yeah, they're on Bandcamp as well. That's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> bands do bands get like a hundred percent of the money? Or they still owe stuff to Bandcamp. No, you have to pay. You have to pay. Uh, like a fee. Of course. Yeah, you have to pay. Yeah, they get a cut. Yeah, that's still. You know, at least you're still getting most of it than what you get at a record label, I guess, right? Yes. Seems like the place, yeah. the thing to do lately now. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because the the single and 
the album, which I don't have out here with me, that I bought off of uh, Bandcamp came from them, but the split came from Relapse Records. What were you going to say, Troy? Well, I, I was going to say about uh, Relapse, too. So it's not a horrible label. It's a pretty decent label, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that album, not the, what's that, uh, the uh, Sonoran Deprivation. That's their... That's their Sonoran. Yeah. What does it say? Sonoran? Sonoran, yeah. Snoring deprivation? You say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Sonoran. You say potato, I say, I say potato. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they are relapse. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it also depends. Like, you know, when you, I mean, Bandcamp is great. There's only, there's so much that, you know, you can't do as an independent right you know, you, i mean even though these days that you know the labels the, the, the deals are different for a lot of bands they do they do legwork mm. in a way that bands can't do right can't do it they have the contacts they have the connections they know what to do know when to do it how to do it and uh i tried to do a lot of stuff on my own and uh for my other band and I did quite a bit, but still wasn't enough. Yeah, you can't do you. You know, you you, you sell yourself short. So, on one hand, maybe you you know a band will sign a deal you know for, for ten years and not get anything. Right. You know, but there's there's a you know it's a catch there. The catch is that if it's a decent label, maybe they'll they'll you know they'll put some time and effort and some funds into the band to promote them because mm-hmm. they want to sell records, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, they're so, the ones going to make you know, the money. So, but there's there's other there's other types there's other types of deals out there too where there's some labels on some of the smaller labels they actually charge they'll charge a band to to sign a deal. Really bizarre, yeah, huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that makes no sense. It makes no sense, but it's done, and I I'm not naming who, mm. but I'm, I'm not I'm not doing it. <laughs> No, that's silly. whatever. You know, I mean, I guess that you know, like you know, like the pay-to-play type of scenario that that uh, that exists in the United States. Mm, uh, right. That's the same mentality that yeah. some of these smaller labels took. Wow, and I can't believe people signed that. That's that's insane. They, they oh. some of them do. Greg disappeared. Where'd he go? Uh oh, he's oh, being oh. a magician. That's it. I'm not putting this interview on now. That's oh, he's back. Some, no. Somebody called me. Oh. Oh, somebody called somebody, me, so I had to... Somebody else uh, waiting for your review? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I remember uh, CD Baby was like a big thing when that first came out, and all the bands were on there. Yeah. But that seemed to have died down a little bit, I think. I don't know. I mean, we, I, I mean, we still sell songs and music and and streams through CD Baby from our first record. Oh, really? Hmm. You know, I mean, first, the first M record. So, <laughs> no, it's still it's still a valid uh, avenue for artists. Yeah. Probably oh, yeah, the, the best for any independent because they they'll collect they collect money they actually collect money. Mm. Um, CD Baby collected money from uh, all different sources for for uh, publishing. Yeah, and I got a whopping check of a hundred dollars wow. 
for last year, for first quarter last year. Oh, well, that's not bad because that album. 100 bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. That was for uh, the Sweet Hollow record. So here I got this check, and it was the first time I, I received a check from BMI. There's this two, two uh, performance rights organizations, BMI and ASCAP. Mm. And I'm affiliated with BMI. I've, I'm, I'm, you know, an artist of the BMI. Mm. So BMI, I mean, I had, back, you know, from 30 years ago, I have recordings that is under their catalog. I never received a penny. <laughs> so now I got this $100 check. Whoop do you want to pay the water bill? <laughs> you know, yes, Bill. Yeah, right. You know what's funny about that when you mention uh, royalties and whatnot? I was just reading this article the other day um, about that guy, Rick Astley. Yeah. And when, when that song came back as a meme and then it was in all them TV shows and all that, mm-hmm. he, he was saying, despite as much as it was used and all the different shit it was licensed for, he got a check for like 42 cents. Wow. No. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Now that sucks. You made more than Rick Astley. (laughs) But he made a lot of money back in the day. I don't know. 16 million is worth. That's crazy. Over one song. One hit wonder. Yeah. That's insane. Well, I mean, you know what it is. The red hair, he doesn't have a soul. So without a conscience, he just has the ability to rise to the top. <laughs> That's true. It's funny. <coughs> Too funny. All right. Well, this portion of the show is going to be cut short, I guess, because yeah. uh, we got what? What? Uh, ten minutes left. Ten minutes left of what? Oh. No, not um. I just wanted to say one last thing about that. Uh, that yeah, single. I wasn't going to end yeah. yet until. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, go, go ahead, ahead and say what you're. No, no, I was going to ask if anybody has anything to say. Oh, Speak okay. your piece now. Yeah. Um. So we were talking about the split in the album, which are great, but this single here, "Sweltery Madness," like I said, it's only seven bucks on their Bandcamp, and you get a digital copy of it with uh the uh, single. But um, those two songs, man. That sweltering madness was the first one I heard on that live thing. Mm-hmm. That's the best death metal song I've heard in at least the past five years. I mean, it just blew me away. Wow! You hear that, everybody? It blew Greg away. Yeah, it's really good. I highly recommend Gatekeeper. <laughs> no, like I said, I really enjoyed the music part. It wasn't crazy, but the vocals. But it's if you like death metal and you know you really like it, that heavy music, like. I can't even, whatever. You know, like the other, like Entombed and like all those bands you said, definitely check it out because yeah. you will like it. Oh, yeah. And check out Iron Reagan too because chances definitely are you like them as well. Good well check. I'm going to check out Iron Reagan. It's a completely different band. It's not death metal. And the vocals are, you know, more thrashy. So definitely check out Iron Reagan. Like I said, I'm definitely a fan of them now. 100%. Excellent. So thanks for that, Greg. So it's rare that I find a, it's rare that I find a band that I like lately. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of the same way, but uh, the, the, this particular uh, you know Gate Creeper, the Iron Reagan, I've known about for a few years, but both of them because they're newer, just they're great, and it really surprised me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was I've heard about Iron Reagan for a while, but just from the name, it's just kind of silly. 
so I never really bothered checking it out, you know. <laughs> but I listen to a lot of I can see that. bands anyway, so not like it matters. You like that windmill song, man? Come on. Yeah, hey, leave Halloween alone. <laughs> leave them alone. Halloween. Uh, all right, you got you guys got anything else, Troy? Anything? No, nothing here. Nothing? What? What are you looking at? Uh, I got a text. Uh, John told me he can't find it anywhere. YouTube website, nothing. This I'm show today show. Yeah. yeah, we're not live, are we? No. Yeah, I, I, we, I can't do live because that thing doesn't work. I, I I give up with that for now. Okay. <laughs> I'm tired of having issues with it. So it is what it is. We'll be live at some point again, but I don't know. I think the times are changing again. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yep. So I'm just, it is what it is for now. But we will be on YouTube and we will be on iTunes and Spotify. And uh, what else are we on? Uh, Podcast.com. What the hell's the other one that we're on? Spotify, iTunes. Oh, Stitcher, and Stitcher, uh, yeah. and uh, also our website, ratsaladreview.com. And I thought there was one more thing. I don't remember. I can't remember all the time I had now. Shit. Anyway, so let me try to make this easy for myself to cut this later. Um, oh, the new section of the show is uh, gonna be Scott Waters, which is gonna be next. Uh, he's gonna be uh, going through some releases. And then after that, it's gonna be Greg's interview with Dan Mongrain from Voivod. Everybody's been waiting for it. It was a very good interview. I tried to, they, I wanted a video interview, but you guys forgot to put the video on. So. What can I say? Uh, it it is know, what it is. It was a good interview though. It's Voivod, man. You, you got to think outside the box. Exactly. You know, the, the, the audio with the picture collage works. Yeah. Yeah, you'll like it. I think, think I did a good job with uh, putting the pictures in there and stuff. So uh, hopefully you enjoy that. And uh, thanks for Dan for coming uh, on with uh, Greg and doing the interview. It was very good. Yep. Thanks a bunch, Dan. Uh, if you see this, it was a great interview. And, you know, we uh, don't just talk about Voivod in it. We also talk about uh, That's right. Martyr, which yeah. was uh, Dan's band for years that he started when he was a teenager. Technical death metal, uh, clear vocals, you guys would actually probably yeah, I want to check like that out. a few of their albums. Yeah. And uh, then we also talked a little bit about uh, the Gore Guts album that he was on from Wisdom to Hate. And um, this super group he was a part of God. I still can't remember the name of it. Uh, even black, I watched that interview like 6,000 times. So <laughs> I remember it. It's, it's the black cloud. Black cloud. Yep. Up in Montreal. That, yep. And that was organized by Pierre from oblivion and Dan played in with like, just watch the interview. Yeah. Watch the interview. It goes through all that stuff. Should I even put it on now? You just went through the whole thing. I did not. No, there there not. is a, a, a very fun story about ravenous medicine. That's right. I will put that on after this. Oh, I remember what it was now. Uh, I'm doing a contest. I want to try to get 100 subs to our show on YouTube by April 12th, I believe. It probably won't happen, <laughs> but I want to try. Let's, yeah, let's try. So everybody, please share the show <coughs> and tell your friends to sub to us 
And by April 12th, if we get 100 subscribers, I will have a contest, and whoever gets picked will win um, the reissue of Ice Earth's um, Enter the Realm CD. Oh. So that comes out April 12th, so that's why I picked April 12th. So you got some time, but not much time. Almost a month. A little, No, a little over a month, I mean. So get on that, and you will win. Okay. Everybody share. We like winning. Yes. Yes. We do. I, I, I try to share as much as I can. Share. Share everything. Share it every day. It's just that, you know, on, on Facebook, a lot of these people get real uppity on their pages. I don't care. You. I don't care. Share, well, share, share. And then you go to bus. We've actually had a, uh, a yes. couple. We've had go to the bus. Yeah. We've had a couple new subscribers already, so keep it up. Good. Share, share, share. All right. Well, I guess that's it for tonight, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Enjoy Greg's interview. It'll be on <laughs> next. See ya. What's up, everybody? My name is Scott Waters, and welcome to No Life Till Metal. It is time for a No Life Till Metal graphics and records updates. I have several albums that I'm going to be showing you that I've worked on over the past few months. Many of these are out and available now. Some of them are up for pre-order. Some of them won't be out for a little time, but I wanted to start showing you some of this stuff. It's been a while since I've done one of these. So first up, Australian heavy metal band Light Force. Um, this is actually a very new wave of British heavy metal influence in the sound. It has um, what I would describe as tank meets an early Iron Maiden, Paul Diano Iron Maiden sound, where it has that punk delivery to the sound. Even, especially in the vocals, but it's definitely metal. You know, very bass-driven heavy metal, unlike, uh, you know, Tank or Motorhead or Girl School in that area. Um, and the vocals are definitely more in the punk, you know. They're song, they're clean, but they kind of have that, that raw punk edge to them. Great record if you're into that style of, of metal. Um, I wanted to show you, this is the original cover and the cover that I redid. The original cover is it's just a little duller. I just brightened it up a little bit. I also, uh, you know, made the title readable because you can't even read the title in this one. Um, but on this one here, you can kind of see the, read the title where it says Mystical Thieves. As well, I brightened up the back cover and, and made a few minor adjustments to it. Uh, and there is a f insert with lyrics and photos and all that kind of thing. And uh, only available on black vinyl, full color center rings, very nice set. But this is available um, in the U.S. through Booth Overstock and uh, at Rocks Records through their CMD distribution site. As well, you can get it through the Soundmass uh, Records sites. Um, which is in Australia, I believe, and in the UK. It should, they should, I believe they ship from both. Um, so you don't have to pay the exorbitant you know, fees to, um, to ship from the United States if you live out in the UK area. It was also released on CD, which I don't know what I did with the CD, but it's exactly the same layout. Um, but it does have a 12-page booklet with uh, full-color inserts. And, you know, um, it has uh, photos and all the same liner notes. So available on CD and vinyl. Uh, next up, let's see, uh, I'm going to show you, alright, let me show you these. These are actually up for pre-order now. These are three albums from Deliverance that have been out of print and out of circulation for quite some time. So you have Assimilation, which is a very odd record for Deliverance. Some fans love it, and there's people who think it's one of their favorites, and other people hate it. It was definitely a, a change in direction for them at this point. They were more influenced by the whole industrial movement that was going on at the time. So it's still heavy, it's still got a lot of metal elements, but it's also very industrial. Very Rammstein influenced, matter of fact, on the 
reissue, which this is not, this is an older version. Um, on the reissue, there will be a Rammstein cover as a bonus track. Uh, this is exciting because this is one of their most underrated albums, As Above, So Below. You've got uh, Michael Phillips on, on drums. Oh, drums. Michael Phillips plays guitar, but he's on drums. No, Michael Phillips on guitar on this album. Fantastic record. And this thing is coming out again on CD with a new cover um, that I designed with Jimmy Brown. Jimmy Brown said he had this vision of a cover that he always had in mind for this album. And this is not what it was. <laughs> Apparently this is what they... I guess this was his wife who came up with this cover. But it wasn't really what he was wanting. What he really wanted was this... Um, well, you know what? You just have to wait and see. It's it's a brand new cover. It's a uh, it's a, a calm sequel, calm sea scene uh, where the night sky is night and the and the sea is day, and the Deliverance logo is up in the in the moon and reflecting as the sun into the sea. It's, it's very cool. It came out really nice. Um, unfortunately, I don't have anything to show you for that yet. Uh, and then this one, this is fantastic. Hear what I say? I love this Deliverance record. It's coming out on CD. Um, it's been out of print for a long time basically looks the same. I believe it had, does have one bonus track on it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, it's it's basically all going to be the same. Same cover art, you know, um, same liner notes, same center ring, all that sort of thing. Um, but all those are available right now on Boons Overstock. You can get, get a pre-order. And if you do pre-order, I believe you get um, uh, this deliverance button and or uh, the Hear What I Say sticker. I think that's it as far as bonus items that come with those CDs. But it's also coming out on vinyl for the first time. Now this is the test pressing. Super excited about this one coming out on vinyl. This is the test pressing. It sounds just fantastic. It was mastered for vinyl by Rob Caldwell at Bombwork Sound and he did a fantastic... Oh, I'm sorry. This is actually mastered for vinyl by Isidro Garcia, um, who is a producer out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is where I'm from. And uh, he actually produced the last three Ultimatum records and mastered those. He actually mastered this and it sounds so good. I think you guys are going to be uh, impressed with how good this thing sounds on vinyl. Um, I don't think it's up for pre-order yet, but it will be up for pre-order very soon, if not like the day this video is posted, w within days of this video coming up. Basically what the deal is, this is the vinyl test pressing. It sounds fantastic, but there's a minor flaw in this. The songs are out of order. So we had to have a new test pressing sent to me, and that's on its way to me. And as soon as that's approved, these test orders will the test orders, the pre-orders will go up, and you guys can order uh, this album as well as Detritus, if but for one, on vinyl for the first time. Again, another album that's been long out of print on CD was never released on vinyl before. This is again a test pressing. This is not the cover. This is the insert that goes inside of the uh, record. Uh, a little bit of a twist on this inserts. Um, this album will be coming out on vinyl. There's only a 100 inserts printed, and those inserts are only available to those who pre-order the album. So if you don't pre-order the album, you don't get the insert. Uh, and the reason for that is they're trying to get the cost down on these things. I mean, records are becoming so ridiculously expensive. You know, you're, we're paying 30, 35 dollars for a record. So they're trying to get the cost down on these things. And by the time you print inserts and have them inserted in, you actually have to pay the duplicating company to insert the records in. And that adds another 35 cents to the, you know, each record. Um, now, on top of the, you know, printing of it, and if it costs, I don't know, I'm just guessing here, say it costs a dollar each to print these things, um, that adds another dollar plus the 35 cents insertion fee. There's another dollar 35 per copy that adds to the cost. So they're trying to get that cost down. Um, 
So there's a hundred of these. If you pre-order the record, you'll get the insert. If you like thrash metal, you want to get this album. The Detritus are fantastic. UK thrash metal. This being their second album, if but for one was very progressive, mixed in some acoustic guitars here and there, uh, a little bit of experimentation, but mostly just straightforward, great thrash metal. Um, there is a song in there that kind of reminds me of Running Wild, kind of a pirate-like song. Uh, but otherwise, if you like thrash metal, I don't think anybody would be disappointed with this monster record. It's just fantastic. It's coming out on CD and vinyl. The CD will have a 12-page booklet in it. And uh, let's see, I thought I brought it over here. Did I? Yes, I did. Here it is. As well, this is the Perpetual Defiance album. Uh, this is a, a Rodney Matthews cover. And this will be coming out on CD as well, and that will be going up for pre-orders very well soon. Um, yeah, it'll have a slightly different layout, but the cover is identical to this one, so. Uh, and while I'm sharing about all the Deliverance stuff, might as well show this as well. This is going to be coming out later this year. This is Deliverance, Greetings of Death, their very last demo tape that they recorded uh, before they were signed to Intense Records. Glenn Rogers on guitar. Fantastic. A lot of people like the sound on this demo better than they like the sound on the first album. I remember a lot of people saying that in reviews when the when the first album came out. Not that the first album sounds bad. This one just had a little more raw aggression to it. And I'm really glad this is coming out on vinyl and cassette tape. So this is actually the, the pre-order sticker that will come along with it. Those are already printed and sitting in uh, Illinois where they'll be shipped when this is ready to go. All right. Rocks Records. This is all Rocks Records stuff. Um, Holy Soldier on vinyl. This is the very first album, Holy Soldier. I mean, I'm a huge fan of this album. I'm really happy this is coming out on vinyl. Uh, it was released on vinyl back in 1990, I believe it was. Very hard to find. It wasn't. I don't even think it was pressed in the United States. I think it was only pressed in the UK. But fantastic album. You know, straightforward heavy metal. A bit of a more of a commercial edge to it. Um, not unlike maybe a striper, but not not poison-like. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't have that uh, th that poppiness to it. Diverse, uh, fantastic vocals from Stephen Patrick. Great guitar playing. Just a fantastic record. If you picked up the Last Trade album from Holy Soldier from Rocks, you're going to like this one as much, if not better. A lot of people like it better. I tend to like this one a little more. It's slightly heavier, and I'm really glad it's coming out on vinyl. Again, this is the insert that comes with the vinyl. As well, it'll be coming out on CD uh, with a 12-page, I think it's 12-page or 16-page booklet with tons of photos and liner notes and all that kind of fun stuff. It'll be coming out on gold vinyl and black vinyl as well as CD. The pre-order incentive for that, you know, the free freebie rocks and retro always give away free stuff with their with their pre-orders. Is a um, this was the Holy Soldier pin. This is the Holy Soldier dog tag vinyl sticker, and there was, of course, also the full uh, 5x5 sticker art of the cover. You can get all three of these, along with the CD and vinyl of this. The CD reissue of Recon Behind Enemy Lines, which is being repressed, and this Love Life album, as well as the sticker for that. Um, all of those together, and it was a bundle package that was available through Rocks Records. Uh, those sold out the day that they were put on there. I mean, they're gone. I can't remember how many there was. It might have been 50. 
um, but they're gone. There's none left. However, you can still get the vinyl. This one's coming out on colored vinyl and black vinyl. The Holy Soldier's on colored vinyl and black vinyl. The Holy Soldier will most likely sell out before its release date, um, which is in a few weeks, I think, or a month, maybe about a month away. Same with this one. Um, the colored vinyl is selling out very quickly on both of them. There's plenty of black vinyl left. You can order either one. Love Life will be coming out on CD as well. Here is the insert, one side of the insert, the other side's got lyrics on it. This is actually um, a re redo of the cover art, original cover art. I, I really didn't like the original cover art, and the band wasn't too happy with it either. The photo is actually the same photo that was on it. We just updated the look a little bit. Uh, it had a very 90s alternative look to it because they were on an alternative label, Blonde Vinyl, back in, uh, just come out in like 89, 90, somewhere in that area. And the, this is just not alternative whatsoever. This is, uh, you know, sleazy heavy metal from L.A. It's a very good album, um, but it just didn't look right. <laughs> so this is the redone album cover. And you can see this is the cover, the front cover. This is the inside cover. These kind of two covers kind of go along with the story of the song. Very excited about it. Again, CD, vinyl, Love Life, Rocks Records. Super exciting. Still available through rocksrecords.com. Um, and I think that is it for now. Lots of new stuff coming though. I got a ton of work I'm working on, so I will show you more in the, in the future. I appreciate y'all watching. So that's it. God bless. I'll just start it off by saying welcome to Rat Salad Review. This is uh, Greg here, and I'm on today with Dan Mongrain. Sorry, I don't speak French. I tried to say it as best I could. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> of Voivod. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Dan, uh, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good, thank you. Uh, been uh, back from the Japanese and Australian dates since three weeks, so I'm getting used to my apartment again and daily life uh, until we hit the road again, which is in two weeks, basically. Yep, yep. Uh, hopefully, I'll be seeing you in Minneapolis. Awesome. Yep, I can't wait. Um, I can't wait to see some of the new material from The Wake played live. I love that record. Oh, thanks a lot. We worked so hard on this record, I can tell you. We're really happy with how people received it uh, all around the world. We, we, we get some very... Uh, strange invitation like playing in a jazz festival you know and, and, <laughs> and it's it's really it's it's great you know to to be invited in, in different contexts like this and Voivod can sometimes get that kind of of gigs which is you know very uh different from what we do usually but it, it's great with with that album i felt i feel like we're uh We've been able to fusion uh, a few things uh, musically, and, and people are appreciating it. So it's it's really exciting nowadays. Excellent, and uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, the album is really just a it's a masterpiece to me. And um, you know, Voivod's been one of my favorite bands forever, but I was also really into um, Martyr, and I really liked the Gore Guts album you were on. Mm, thanks. So, um, yep, not a problem. Warp Zone's still one of my favorite records. That's some great technical death metal right there. <laughs> thanks. We were young, you know, and I wrote Warp Zone. I was like 22. Uh, so I, I, I was uh, 
really into that new scenes, you know, with cyni- uh, new new metal scene with Cynic and Death and, you know, Meshuga back in the day when they started. So uh, it was kind of this intricate movement fusion with, with you know, Prague and Death Metal at the mm-hmm. same time. It was a very exciting era. Yes, yes, it was. Um, uh, I mean, just from that time period alone with uh, Cynic, I also liked Atheist a lot. And um, uh, anything James Murphy played on is just a favorite of mine. <laughs> yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah, but uh, I always uh, really liked the Gore Guts album, too, because um, you you really put your uh, your own sound on that record, but it still worked within the parameters of who they were. And um, obviously, they've reunited now, but I thought that was a uh, really good swan song for the band at the time as compared to Obscura, which I just don't like. <laughs> yeah, Obscura was a strange one, but... Uh, I think it opened uh, another uh, another door for for metal. You, either you we like it or not. But uh, yeah, the, the 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 from wisdom to hate. I have learned uh, you know the words and the vocabulary of the band before writing any notes, and uh, that's part of my music musician job. You know, as a as a freelance to learn different vocabulary and master it, and then play with it and and juggle with it so to speak because i i'm also you know playing and i played in 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 a lot of different bands and in genre and accompanying a lot of singers you know female and male singer in different you know country or blues or rock or whatever so i had to learn how to be a, a musical chameleon so to speak and and in metal, when you play in a different in bands as when they have strong identity like Gorgots or Cryptopsy or Voivod and, and Martyr, uh, Martyr was easy because it was my own stuff. But I mean, <laughs> you you have to to fit in without losing your own you know personality, musical personality. But you have to to learn the language in order to speak it. You know. Oh yes. Definitely. And uh, you've always done a great job of that. That's uh, one of my favorite things always when I would uh, read interviews with you is just um, how how much different stuff you were into and played on and what you could write. But you share the same opinion I do in that it's all just music and you can bring those influences in and make it uh, work together. Yeah, I think it's... uh... It's, it's, you know, music is only 12 notes, you know, occidental music anyway. Uh, so, you know, you have those 12 same notes in Wagner, Wagner music and Stravinsky music and, 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 you know, Cannibal Corpse as well, you know. So just organizing it in a different aesthetic with different textures and sound, but basically we use all the same notes and the same chords. Yes. And um, uh, one particular moment I love on the wake is uh, the string quartet on the last song. I just thought that was a, a brilliant moment on that album. Thanks a lot. Actually, the idea came when we we finished recording the whole album. This was the last song, and it was not even written when we were in studio. I had to write it in two days during a weekend between a TV show gig in Montreal 
and uh, studio time and my teaching in, in college. And I had no choice to, you know, <laughs> finding a way to. And it, it, I had like two minutes of music written and then I, I, it ended up like a 12 minute piece. And when we finished recording that, because the, the Away was waiting for, for the tracks at the studio for me to finish it and for, for him to finish the album. So we did it. Uh, I sent the track on the Monday morning and he, he recorded it uh, uh, during the day and the, the next day or so. And uh, when we were there afterwards, uh, when the, the rough mixes were kind of taking form, I was listening to the ending of that song and I was like, really, you know, slowly but surely hearing those strings, you know, in my imagination. And I was like, oh, no, not, no, that's not true. I, I really have to do this because I hear it in my head, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> I thought I was done with the album and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I took my pencil and started to write for, uh, for string quartet, which I didn't do since university really. So it was quite, um, you know, getting back to, to, uh, this knowledge that I didn't really, you know, uh, exercise all those years or train all those years, but I'm really proud and really happy of what it, it, uh, it became, you know, and, uh, the 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 chord that the musician in the chord that were really good and the the um, the first violin Andriane Tremblay is uh, her name helped me with uh, she gave me some tips and cues about uh, about some techniques and uh, sometimes uh, the, the 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 voice leading during the arrangement so I uh, you know she was very uh, how how can we say um, she triggered, she triggered a lot of uh, creativity inside of me that I wouldn't have if she was not there. So it was a really good sharing experience. That's awesome. Yeah. It, when you're in a, a creative en environment like, like Voivod, you know, everybody is very creative in their own way and no ego are in the way. No egos are in the way as as to know, oh, that's my ID, that's not yours, and no, this is mine. It's, it doesn't work like that. It's, it's you know, you, ha you get an idea, you play it in front of the others, therefore it's not yours anymore. You know, it's everybody's, and we're sharing uh, the, the work and make it, you know, make this idea improve or survive, and, and that's what makes a great, uh, I think, a richer song or ID or album because you have the personality of everybody involved in it. Yes. Yes. I, uh, I agree. And, um, I, that is particularly, you know, one of the thing, uh, reasons why I love this record so much. Um, because, you know, I'm recalling old interviews from years ago, but I believe Voivod always wrote like that collectively, at least I'm thinking of, a. Dimension Hatros and Nothing Face and uh, those along with Killing Technology just such perfection and really so different. I still feel to this day that um, along with Coroner's album Punishment for Decadence in 1988 that Dimension Hatros came along and just took metal in such a different direction. It was just truly uh, trailblazing and the wake i really feel picks up on just that exact same vibe and weaves its own tapestry that way 
Yeah, that's cool to hear that I, when when uh, when di when I got into Dimension Atros when it came out, it was like a total, you know, complete experience. You know, uh, it, it's it's a journey in itself. You know, you can listen to the whole album without stopping any tracks, and it, 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 it times flies like a, it's five minute long because your your brain and your ears and your imagination are <coughs> sorry. <coughs> That's fine. Are are um, you know uh, stimulated a lot? So yeah, uh, if if the wake makes the same impression, I'm very happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it it definitely does. And um, you know, just as being a fan of Martyr and your work for so long, I, I think it's one of the finest pieces of work you've personally laid down on record. That thanks a lot. I, I appreciate. A lot. It's a good tap in the back, so to speak, because uh, during the process of this album, I really wondered if all those effort was worthing anything. And I was about, I said to my closest friend, I said, if this album doesn't get a good recognition from the fans, from the industry, from, from you know, musicians in general, I might as well just quit music and do something else because I must be a very bad uh, composer and, 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 or musician or whatever, artist, you know, call it what you will. But that was my thinking back then, like maybe, maybe I'm an imposter, maybe I'm, I'm not good at what I do, you know. You're always doubting, oh, wow. as, as an artist, you're always doubting and it, it's part of the creative process. If you, if you never doubt about what you're doing, I guess, you're not an artist, but you know, I, I was, I was there in my thoughts. I was in that kind of, you know, uh, very big doubts of my entire life. And, uh, and, 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 you know, now I can, I can breathe a little bit and say to myself, maybe I'm doing the, the right thing finally, because I, I'm really, 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 and we're really, really happy with the, with all we, we read and we see and we feel during the shows and meeting the fans and, and uh, we have great comments and great feeling about what is Voivod today. So it's very encouraging. Excellent. And I, I'm glad it's turned out so well. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, uh, I really, I mean, well, first of all, I can't wait, especially to see some of these songs live, which um, I bought the, deluxe edition and hopefully you guys uh still have the lost machine in the set list um that happens to be one of my favorite songs from the outer limits and it was real cool to see or hear you play it live yeah yeah i really uh, like this song i liked it from the start and uh, uh we, we're gonna keep it in the set for the usa tour because we didn't play it in the usa we played it on two or three tours in Europe now, but we, we didn't have the chance to go back in the U.S. since uh, 2015, I think. So, yeah, we're going to keep it in the set for sure. Excellent. And, um, yeah, I, I look, I mean, I always love Blackie's bass and his playing and all that, but I, uh, I can't wait to see this lineup with Rocky live on stage. Your guys' chemistry is just so amazing in the videos I've seen. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of fun. Uh, it's, uh, you know, we we can't stop la laughing or smiling on stage because we have so much fun. And, you know, the attitude of everybody is very positive and 
and it's just joyful and uh and i i i think i never feel that way in a band before it's 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 very happy uh you know traveling together uh rehearsing uh, and, and playing and and you know and it's important because uh, 90% of the time you're not on stage you're off stage and and uh, I think the balance between us is is really really good, and we we try to enjoy the the most of it, you know, out of it. Oh yes. You still there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. The uh, it did the it did something weird. <laughs> oh no, no problem. Technology. <laughs> yes, killing technology. <laughs> oh. That uh, that actually reminds me. You and I actually have a uh, very similar story to first uh, discovering Voivod. Um, I saw you mentioned the ravenous medicine video clip uh, that you saw on a TV show. Yeah. Um, well, I was about twelve, and I was just really starting to get into metal. And uh, my older friend gave me an old um, Doomsday News VHS. And I think I saw the same run of videos because it starts off with Celtic Frost, Coroner, Creator. But then <laughs> Ravenous Medicine came on and I just said, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And the video <laughs> is quite different as well. You know, the clip. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, it, it puts its message across great. And then just with the artwork, but and Snake with the faces and the different thing he does <laughs> the, the the instruments and uh piggy's playing blew me away i mean uh he's the, got a certain bounciness to it and uh the way he would i don't know if i'm saying this right but uh would play his notes ascending or in the upper register of the guitar that's truly yeah. amazing yeah totally <laughs> that's the first thing i noticed like uh Apart from the the, the video, the, the images and the drawings were kind of, you know, uh, uh, very different. And I really liked it at first sight, you know, like uh, there was a naive side uh, about it and a low budget. You can't you could tell, you know, but the guys yes. were creative enough to to make it work and uh, and, and, and be creative with it's so, you know, low um low budget and low uh low you know bad technology or, or <laughs> maybe it was you know novelty at the time but anyway and piggy is playing up this up the neck you know actual triads at the time i didn't know what a triad war was but uh, you know three different notes playing together instead of two because most of the metal men just played power chords you know in, in the lower yep lower register and palm muting and everything but it was like all open open you know no muting in, in upper register with with uh, actual minor or major chord and, and diminished most of the time but and uh and i couldn't explain it at, at the time even though i had like a basic piano lesson from from childhood but uh, uh, the sound of it was just you know with the punk punk voice and attitude and, and very more comp complex music and and and, and more dense uh, D E N S E harmony. Yes. And then other bands that that was so different that 
I just felt in love right there with the band, with the music. And I thought, I, I have to buy a guitar and do the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I quit. I, um, I keep forgetting about creator, but yeah, you're right. I think it was those four videos, probably the Montreal TV uh, channel uh, just used this tape and, and, and play the, those, those same videos at the same period of time. So yeah, it makes all sense. Oh yes. And, um, and actually, you know, all three of those albums, um, killing technology, um, Oh, which show? what was the corner one? Yeah, punishment for decadence, and then uh, creator's terrible certainty. Because I just ran out and got all three of them after that, and yeah. it was just a real cool experience. <laughs> yeah, for sure, and all different bands as well. You know, Coroner was uh, was very impressive. Uh, uh, they could play, you know, and they they had their own sound as well, as well as Celtic Frost and, and Creator. Those were the days where exploration was part of you know uh, the core of met of the metal scene yes yep and um that's i i had also seen you mention uh recently you were talking about death metal and i feel the same way being tired of the uh the guttural vocals and that's why i'm so thankful for the melody and voivod oh and, and snake is so good at it you know like Snake is not, he, 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 and he, he knows himself, he's not the greatest voice in metal, but I challenge anybody, any singer in the world, in any style of music, to sing his part in Voivod through this whole bunch of dissonant chords and, 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 and complex stuff. He, came, he comes with the, the most simple and the most, uh, you know, hooking melody, Yes, through this chaos, and it's unbelievable. Each time when he when he started to sing over obsolete being in the jam space, I, I stopped him. What did you do? What did you do? Let's record it right away. Don't lose your ID. It's the perfect line. It's there's nothing to change, you know, and it it happens quite a lot. So he's but he's born in that, you know. He started to his career with Voivod, and he's still singing Voivod. So. He's he it, that's his universe and it's magical. Oh yes, and, um, and uh, one of my favorite performances by Snake has always been uh, the Angel Rat album. He just does some beautiful stuff melodically on there, especially uh, the Prowl is one of my favorite Voivod songs overall. Yeah, it's very melodic on that album, and uh, he he has the this different tone as well on that album, which I appreciate a lot. Uh, you feel like the the voice was was singed but not screamed at all. You know, it was very mellow most of the time and very controlled. And uh, there were there were no auto tune <laughs> back in the day. But yeah, you're right. I'm I'm a little tired of of you know guttural and 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 you know uh, Morse code riffs, so to speak. Um, Yes. It, it gets tiring after a while. It was brand it was pretty new 20, 20 years ago. But then everybody started doing it and, and tried to be original, you know, but it, there's no originality to 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 um, I think there's not much originality to get out of it now unless you you find a, a new way to 
to exploit those kind of ideas, which I think there is, but um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, sorry. I, I was going to say, yeah, there, there, there could be, but um, I, uh, I, I think fusion is um, kind of like we were already talking like a cynic and whatnot is more uh, the future of metal. I feel like, as opposed to, another angle on uh the, the the guttural type of stuff yeah fusion is a actually everything is fusion when you think about it you know everything started with the influence or something else and then mixed with something else and then you you create a, a new kind of uh you know current but the current in itself uh, we gave we give a name to it at some point and it becomes what it is but it's a it's a fusion of many things at start and and then you you mix one current with another current, and you think you you imagine it's the fusion between both of them, but it's a fusion ab about the fusion of both of them. So I, I I think there's no pure current. It's all a fusion of of anything, and and it's the balance between what you fuse together that makes it beautiful or ugly. That's very true. So. Uh, try to find the right balance between, uh, you know, the elements. And what I like about music in general is that in, in, uh, in, in, a, in a context of a band, you want to keep the, the essential parameters or, or colors that made the, the sound of the band at first. But then, you know, it's always going to sound with a signature when most of the, you know, the color of the voice, the the the, the approach to to uh, to the harmony and stuff like that, all the influences that are put together, you know, like when when I when I started to to compose with Voivod, I, I was not sure of what <laughs> of how I would approach it, and I, I questioned myself a lot for for the Target Earth uh, album in 2013, and but uh, as as you know. As we started, I started to ask less and less questions and just, you know, be natural and, and the most honest possible. And, and uh, I think that's the only way to reach, um, you know, authenticity. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a yoga thing or you know, like yeah. Tai Chi, you know, the breathing, breathe out and, and don't think too much and just play, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, that's uh, you know how how it really happens um, organically. Um, I, I I really the only person who was highly structured like that who um, I really enjoy just about everything he did because he had his hands in so many different um, fusions of genres. And I actually wanted to ask you if you were a fan as well, but um, Frank Zappa. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a genius. I mean, he, he's he's the kind of person that went deeply, deeply, deeply in his heart, and in, in his heart and in his art as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a good lapsus there, uh, yeah. He, 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 you know, he learned every you know orchestration, composition technique. Oh, yes. He learned to play the guitar like nobody else. He, he has it's on it had his own identity when he wrote something you recognize his style right away 
you recognize his style when he speaks, when he, you know, when he's uh, conducting, when he's, so it's very, very strong identity. And uh, I always, that's actually because of Voivod when I was a kid, because it was one of the first band I was, you know, very surprised to hear and see that became a criteria, a criteria, a parameter to, to, for me to be curious about a style of, or, or a band, a style of music or a band, I really need to be surprised and, and be touched by the uniqueness of, of a project. That's why I, I, I love Zappa. That's why I love Cardiacs. And, and that's why I, I, I really, uh, I don't listen to a lot, but I really respect and have a highly opinion about Primus and, and bands like that because they are so different. And for me, it's uh, it, it's very important to uh, to have your your own words and language. Even though it, there's a there's a ton of good bands, there's only a few gems that are you know uh, very 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 different and influence a lot of people. Oh yes, um, uh, <laughs> d definitely. And uh, you you guys really had. Um, your own thing like that uh, up there in C uh, Quebec, um, Montreal, I believe. Um, oh, uh, that super group uh, that uh, Pierre from Oblivion organized, <laughs> yeah. I believe that you were in. Yeah, yeah. You mean the the Black Cloud project? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was to commemorate, like to celebrate the twentieth anniversary of metal in in Quebec. Uh, which started basically with Voivod uh, and a few other bands, but uh, we we formed this band uh, because a promoter wanted to to create a like a super uh, all star band from musician local musician and a more well known musician. So it was like Flo Mounier on the drum from Cryptopsy. There was Blackie before uh, Voivod reformed. Uh, Pierre. Uh, Rémi from Oblivion, as you said, and uh, uh, there was a uh, two singer from local bands that are pretty well known as well, Barf singer and um, Ghoul Lunatic singer, and uh, me and myself, and uh, we played some classics like, you know, uh, Destruction, Sodom, Slayer, Creator, um, Celtic Frost, uh, Voivod, uh, Metallica songs. It was like an hour and a half set, <laughs> something like that. But Flo played it so fast that it lasted an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That was fun. That was great fun that night. Yeah. Yeah, I would have. Uh, I would have loved to have seen that, uh, especially um, uh, Flo. Because uh, I love Oblivion. Um, from this day forward, still one of my favorite records. Uh, yeah, very, very amazing band. I, it, it was actually the first band that made me like Gertrude Voice because their music and the voice could not sound as as aggressive and as you know in your face without the, the, these vocals and. Uh, from this day forward and the next one, Nemesis uh, played a lot in my car and in my CD player and cassette player at the time even. And that was the first act uh, uh, I saw locally in my hometown, my hometown 
uh, when I was uh, in my late teenage years, and I was really, really impressed. That's really cool. Um, I you uh, did tabs for Nemesis, didn't you? Oh, I did tabs um, because at the time I was living with uh, Luke because I was li uh, working with uh, Gorgots a lot. And at the same time, we did the Warp Zone album. We did the From Wisdom to Hate album. And at the time, Oblivion did the greatest hits uh, for the label here because they had like five albums out. And, uh, and uh, they wanted me to do a tab, um, PDF tab, so they could put it in a digital version on the CD. Back in the day, you, ha you could have a part of the CD that was, there was data on it, like picture and link to the website and stuff like that. And they, uh, they actually put the... I don't remember how many songs I did, but I think all the songs that were on the, the best of, uh, mm -hmm. I did, I did a, a tab for it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I always wondered about that because I remembered reading that. That's a really uh, neat connection there. <laughs> yeah, and I ended up playing one song with them on stage, which was kind of a fantasy for me. I, played, uh, I think I played Nemesis uh, live at the Fufun Electric in Montreal, uh, very famous, uh, you know, uh, underground club. So, oh, was, wow. Yeah, it was great. Well, that's awesome, Dan. <laughs> um, we're right at about the uh, half hour mark here. I don't want to take up too much of your time. So, <laughs> no problem. Uh, is is uh, there anything else you wanted to say? Or? Well, we can't wait, man, to, to get back on the road and. Uh, and uh, see our neighbors of the south. We we it's been too long, so um, we we can't wait to play with this amazing lineup as well with Yab and Amenra, and uh, it's gonna be just fun and uh, meeting all our friends again. Uh, it's it's very uh, uh, it's very cool. It's very anticipated from us to to go there again. Excellent. I I look forward to seeing you guys here at uh, the Fine Line. I think it is on the twenty sixth, and um, really looking forward to a new album too. <laughs> well, we're, we're we're I think we start to work on that very soon. So uh, uh, we have a lot of uh, tour coming, but uh, we're gonna bring some little small recording machines and start to work on ideas for sure and thanks for your work for your passion and uh, to keep the scene alive with your uh, with your show it's very important to everybody thanks dan and thanks for coming on all right talk soon yep have a good one man have a good one